When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The ANZ Premiership for 2023 in terms of its round-robin phases wrapped up last night with the Mystics holding off the tactics uh, in extra time, confirming the top three seeds and places of the elimination final this Sunday where the Pulse will play host to the Northern Stars for a spot in the final against those Mystics. With the World Cup uh, in July, all eyes will be on these final two games in terms of form. Coach Knowles looks to uh, lock in her squad for the tournament in Cape Town, which is uh, fascinating, and that uh, tournament starts on July 28th. Uh, Joining us now to talk uh, the Premiership and uh, looking forward to that World Cup as well is uh, one of our favourite netty analysts and Silver Ferns great, Adine Wilson. Adine, good morning to you. Good morning. You got your three boys off to school and work, have you? <laughs> yes, I think one's in Christchurch, two it's meant to be at school, so hopefully they're all where they're meant to be and behaving. <laughs> Fair enough, too. Right, OK, let's look at that game last night. That was a nice way to end. It was a thrilling match, wasn't it? But I guess it was just too tough for the tactics to overcome the deficit they had to. Look, it was such a big ask, right? I think if they simply had to win that game, um, they had a better chance. But to beat the Mystics by a minimum of 12, that was a huge hurdle, especially, you know, the Mystics can score so quickly. You know, they've had, they score, you know, a high number of goals. I think they had the best centre-pass conversion rate for the whole season. So it was a big ask, but I was really wrapped that, you know, this whole competition came down to the last game in the last round, and that in itself is, is awesome. But the interesting thing for me too, it would have been easy for the Mystics to just say, hey, you know, this one doesn't matter to us as much as it matters to you, but their standards were maintained. Yeah, I was actually surprised. I thought they may have used their bench a little more, knowing that really that result didn't, in the big scheme of things, didn't really mean a lot for them. But I think you're bang on. I think that shows the class and the calibre of some of the players in that team. And I'm thinking of Sully Fitzpatrick, Phoenix Karaka. They don't want to lose. Even when it doesn't matter what the result means for the ladder board, they have really high standards. They've created a winning culture within that team. And, and they wanted to make sure they finished their season, you know, the regular round before they have uh, next week as a bit of a break, which won't be a break, but not an official game. So, you know, I think, think that is the class of the Mystics. Right, let's look at uh, the uh, elimination final. That is now confirmed as being the Pulse against the Stars in Wellington on Sunday. Uh, the Pulse have found uh, some really good touches, some good form, good continuity towards the uh, final end of the round-robin phase, haven't they? They have, and that's obviously it's a repeat of the grand final of last year. But, look, I just, I, it's a hard one to pick, but if I had to, I'm, I feel like the Pulse have just really found their groove. And, and they play a really 
physical, and I say that in a positive way, that they play a lot more man-on-man than a lot of the other teams in the ANZ play, and that wears down a team, and I think that's been really successful for them. They've got Amelia Wormsley, who's just had an absolute blinder of a season, and we saw a couple of weeks ago, yes, she got a bit rattled, there were a few tears, but she sort of picked herself up and then shot some really crucial goals. So I kind of feel like they're just peaking at the right time. But in saying that, the Stars, they've got, you know, some really classy players as well. So, oh, look, it's, it's great. It's so good that it's really hard to pick and there's, there's going to be no obvious uh, person that you'd be putting your money on. Okay, so in terms of, is there a, is there a match-up, for instance, uh, is it the, the, the Pulse's defence against the Stars' attack? Where, where are the key areas for you looking on to this? Well, actually, one of them, I think, is, um, you know, Gina Crampton has been sensational for the Stars, and and she will be on that plane to us to South Africa, there's no doubt in my mind, um, for the Silver Ferns. But I think Farmer Yuani has actually made the shift down to the Pulse and she's actually been playing very, very well at wing defence. So I think if she can get on top of Gina and take Gina out of the game, Gina just doesn't make mistakes. You know, she's so accurate. You know, we talk about the connection between Tui Ava and Grace Wiki. Well, you know, the connection between um, Gina Crampton and Maya Wilson is also key. So I think that's going to be pretty crucial is shutting that down. We've also seen, though, if you shut down Tiana Matura, I think she only had something like seven shots in the entire game when they lost um, the other day to the tactics. So if you can shut her down, and, you know, whether that's Ali Temu or Holly Fowler that gets that role, I think that's also another key uh, matchup. So, I mean, you could just about pick out any matchup on that court and make an argument for it. But those are probably two that people wouldn't immediately pick out, but they're certainly ones for me. Adina, if you were in the Mystics camp, would you have a preference uh, as to who you would like to host in the final? Oh, oh, look, I think they would say no because they just want to win and, and, and win against anyone feels good, right? But oh, I kind of feel like they probably, you know, the harder team when you match up with them is the Pulse. So from a spectator's point of view, I'd love to see that Pulse Mystics final. But, uh, you know, that cross-town rivalry between the Mystics and the Stars, you know, that would be pretty cool for the Auckland-based fans as well that can come down to Hamilton from um, to the Globox Arena. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think I think they would say anyone. They'll just want to win it and win it at, at Hamilton. Right, we look at uh, the comp in general. Um, are you happy with its structure? Are you happy with the spread of talent? You look at the table and you think, uh-oh, look down the bottom, the steel. Uh, a lot of people saying this is just a one-off year. Forget about this year uh, because the, the, they have strength and they, of course, have passion down there in the deep south. Are you happy with the spread of talent? Are you happy with the comp? Uh, well, I think it's going to get harder next year because we've already seen Bailey Mears retire. We've seen Claire Kirsten retire. So that, that, that's not easy for the Magic who came fifth on the table. And as you know, you often see other retirements after a World Cup. We've also heard Sula Fitzpatrick. She's not going to be back next year. Um, so already, you know, you're reducing and diluting that pool of talent. And we do have some young guns coming up, but, you know, there's nothing like having that experience thrown in the mix. 
I do really feel for the steel, and I think that argument could, you know, I think what that throws up is whether you have something, and I think, and you'll be able, you'll know the answer to this, um, is, you know, whether you have loan players, and I know rugby has done that in the past, and, you know, there was a bit of an argument, you know, we had Joyce Mavula, who came over an international playing for the Pulse, she sat on the bench this whole season. You know, if they'd been able to loan her, for example, down to the steel, how much would have that helped A, the steel, and B, the competition to make it more interesting? So you wonder if you can, you know, is there some rules that you can tweak? So if you do get into a season and there are injuries or things are a little bit, you know, unbalanced between the competition, can we mid-season or somewhere within the season even it out you know NBA I just heard of Carmelo Anthony oh my gosh she's retired you know you look at the NBA and all these crazy clever things they do to try to ensure that teams are even and you're seeing a good competition Right, uh, let's uh, put another hat on, and that's the international side of things. Uh, Bailey Mez has uh, obviously uh, curtailed her career, uh, but interesting uh, that uh, Dame Knowles has brought uh, Laura Langman into the group. Uh, what are you seeing in that? Oh, look, um, Laws and uh, Knowles have got such a great relationship, and Laws is still based um, in Australia, and that's where they are doing one of their warm-up camps. I think they're playing against the Lightning in a number of games. And, you know, Knowles is very, very clever at surrounding herself with really good people. You know, she's got Yvonne Willering, she's got um, Donna Wilkins, you know, Deb Fuller, that she brings in these specialists at key times to work with with the girls and, and that's worked very successfully for her in the past. You know, when you look at the likes of Lauren Langman, you know, she's played a, a number of World Cups, she's played a number of Commonwealth Games and she's won a number of those events as well. So when you bring in not only what she can add, you know, court-wise and technical and her analysis, but it's also that mana and that understanding of what it's like to play in a big tournament and what it takes to play in a big tournament right okay then um what are our chances this far out are, are you confident i mean we're looking at <laughs> australia we're, we're looking at australia we're looking at england obviously there might be a spanner in the works over there uh, we're such a long way from home as well uh, maybe uh, jamaica or someone of that regard south africa themselves what are you seeing in terms of um how this is going to play out this far out Oh, I think the big dangers is uh, obviously Australia, but but Jamaica. They are the ones that almost scare me the most. You know, they are just... In, in years go by, you know, they always had the talent. They always had the athletes, but they would get rattled. They didn't have that mental toughness to close out a game. You could get them quite emotive. But because so many of them now have been playing in both Australia and England, that's flipped on its head. They've got that now. You know, the Shamira Sterlings and the like, the, you know, Janelle Fowler, they're just so cool and calm. So to me, that's... That's who gets me nervous, um, those two teams. England, not so much. But, you know, when you, we've talked to Dane Knowles on our podcast a few times now, and, and, you know, she's saying all the metrics for the Silver Ferns are pointing in the right direction. You know, they've got 
all of those things they measure against, whether it be stats, whether it be fitness, whether it be, you know, goodness knows all the different bits and pieces they throw together in those management conversations. But she's confident and she, in fact, she thinks they're tracking ahead of where they were in 2019. So that gives you, you know, um, that gives you a lot of hope. Um, and I also think we've got some really good young talent, you know, Grace Wiki, Kate Heffernan, both those players were named um, player of in their positions at the quad series in January. So I do think we have the talent um, and I do love the fact that, um, you know, it's not just the big four, you know, South Africa will be good, Uganda, Malawi, you know, I think the whole standard of world netball from Mike compared to when I played, there really was, you know, three teams probably in it. I think that that's a cool thing that there will be upsets in this World Cup. I just hope it's not against us. <laughs> Mm, absolutely. Well, it uh, starts, pass off there on uh, July 28th, goes through to uh, Sunday the 6th of August. It will be quick fire and uh, over very quickly before we even know it. Uh, Adine, thank you very much for your time this morning. Uh, enjoy talking to you as always and uh, have a great day. Thank you. Great to chat. Take care all.